morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, 16th of December, and Wall Street's had a cracker overnight. Apple up 5%. There were some import-export numbers in the US. It turns out there is a boom in Chinese exports to the US. Seems the US is doing what we did earlier in the year, which is going to lockdown. And of course, they're doing exactly what we did, which is shopping a lot online. And everything's made in China, of course. So they are now seeing their retail boom. And China, the beneficiary. Interestingly, Westpac have a forecast this morning that the Chinese economy is going to grow 12% last year. Obviously, a lot of economies are bouncing back. But China is the focus and it makes our trade relations that much more important. And obviously, they are in the wrong place at the moment. Dow up 338 on the back of the Apple rise. NASDAQ up 1.25%. Oil price was up as well. BHP and Rio after a pretty shabby day yesterday, both up 2% overnight and up 2% in our market this morning. And as I speak, our market up 79 points. The futures this morning were up 45, so doing better than expected. Banks very firm today. There's a bit of stuff going on in the banks. ANZ's had their AGM. They said something about not losing a dollar in COVID and mentioned the fact that they have taken significant provisions which will tide them over in the event of a recurrence or a similar event. And this is perhaps one of the themes at the moment. UBS last week upgraded all their forecasts on the banks and today are making the headlines for the expectation that there will be $16 billion worth of buybank buybacks from the big four next year. $3 billion from ANZ, $8 billion from CBA, $3 billion from NAB, and $2 billion from Westpac, which obviously means they're a long way from their capital raisings earlier in the year. Only some of them did it, but it does mean that they will have enough to normalize dividends. And APRA have obviously, as of yesterday, officially lifted the 50% payout ratio cap. So it looks like the banks are getting back to normal and the fact that they've over-provided for COVID, especially if there's a rapid vaccine rollout and rapid economic recovery and a bounce in the housing market and ANZ are telling us that people are are paying their loans and hardly anyone is defaulting. The themes are really pretty good running into next year. And whilst I wrote yesterday that they're all looking a little bit overvalued in the short term and brokers are running with target prices below the current share prices in most cases. They may be overbought in the short term, but medium term next year, sectors looking okay. Other big theme overnight was the vaccine rollout seems to be going very smoothly. AstraZeneca expected to get emergency use authorization this week. Same with Johnson & Johnson and with Moderna. And vaccines expected to be shipped by the end of the week. So recovery sectors, energy, financials, resources all did the best in the US overnight. Also looks like a stimulus bill is getting closer, as you will have heard in Henry's morning video. Gold price up $23. Conflicting noises on the Australian, or the, rather the Chinese ban of Australian coal. One of our newspapers saying that state-controlled media in China says they're unaware of the ban. And others confirming the ban. Whitehaven Coal bouncing this morning. They've had a project update, which is quite positive. And Morgan's have got an ad recommendation with a target price 31.6% above the current share price. I've put the weekly chart in on Whitehaven, which is obviously a coal stock overbought in the short term, but the long-term downtrend, which has been in place since mid-2018, appears to have bottomed this year. And you have to assume that we are going to hit some sort of sentiment low on a lot of sectors, but coal in particular, over this Chinese 
trade breakdown, then that might provide a buying opportunity. Anyway, Whitehaven Coal doing okay today. Other quick things, Beacon lighting up 9% on an earnings update. Afterpay, Henry pointing out that the market cap of Afterpay is catching up to Telstra. 31.3 billion versus 35.8 billion. Brexit deal looking possible. British pound went up. Central bank meetings from the US tonight. Bank of England on Thursday, Bank of Japan on Friday. And finally, Westpac pays its dividend, sorry, ANZ pays its dividend today. So the money's actually landing in shareholder bank accounts today and Westpac pays its dividend on Friday. Right, the main strategy bit today was called Can We Be Bothered? And it's about can we be bothered trading the resources sector? This morning on our market scan, technical scan, there are sell signals. These are short-term relative strength index RSI sell signals. There's nothing significant, but we scan the market for these signals because they are an early sign of a, a stock at a pivot point. Anyway, sell signals today on the resources sector, the metals and mining sector, and the materials sector, which is really the resources sector plus chemical stocks. And sell signals on BHP, Rio, Mineral Resources, Champion Iron, all the iron ore stocks, not on FMG, but they might as well have been. It's also come off the top. And sells on sell signals on other resources stocks like alumina and on coal stocks as well and i've put the charts in of bhp rio fortescue metals alumina champion iron mineral resources south 32 you'll see the same thing huge rally in the last month or two and just peaking out for the first time short-term stuff as i say as i say but the point in the strategy piece today is that despite the recent rallies BHP, Fortescue and Rio are all trading on below average PEs. In other words, they're doing what they did in the resources boom 2005. BHP's share price went from $8 to $35 and the PE remained around nine times. Can you believe that? The share price rises did not cause PE expansion. In other words, the stocks didn't get more expensive because the E in the PE, the earnings, was matching the rise in the share price, if not outstripping it. And the same thing's happening again with the iron ore price going from $80 to $160 in a blink. The earnings outlook for the big resources stocks is more than matching the rise in the share price. If anything, the share prices are underdone. Point being, and I've put a stock box of BHP in the strategy piece today, the point being that BHP is cheap. If you look at the stock box in the newsletter, it's on a PE of 12.8, a yield of 7.4%, including franking, and that's on a 66% payout ratio, and has a 23% return on equity. Strong balance sheet. There is nothing on that stock box which would suggest to you that you sell despite the fact that the share price is up 20% in a month. So this was the main point is that because of their gearing to the iron ore price, earnings are keeping up with the share price, if not undershooting, if not the share price is undershooting the growth in the earnings. And as such, for fundamentally driven investors, there is absolutely no reason to call BHP or Rio or Fortescue expensive and sell it just because it's gone up. The rises are justified. And I also note, if you look at the broker, I put the broker research in for every, uh, not for every, for BHP, Rio and Fortescue in the strategy piece today. And in the last few days, we have seen iron ore price 
forecasts raised at a number of brokers. They are still woefully below the current spot price. It would be interesting to see the mark to market. What would BHP be worth with an iron ore price assumption of $160 next year? Probably be over double the current target price for most brokers. Anyway, all in the last month, there have been iron ore price upgrades and still the brokers are behind the eight ball when it comes to putting a target price on BHP and Rio and Fortescue Metals. Bottom line is the brokers are back casting, not forecasting. They're just chasing their tails, trying to keep up with the changing earners, earnings numbers as the iron ore price rips up. And these broker tables or these table of broker recommendations are of very little use to you when the key to the share price is a volatile iron ore price not a broker's assessment of value based on an incorrect iron ore price assumption. The same issue goes on in the energy sector or the gold sector or the metals stocks. You've got to get the commodity price right. Bottom line is that BHP Rio Fortescue, despite a short-term sell signal, despite the share price rises, are not expensive and the share prices don't have to come down just because they went up. Investors, you don't need to worry about BHP Rio Fortescue just because the share prices are up. The share prices are justified. justified. Having said that, this is a trading sector, not a long-term investment sector. Sometimes resources sector trades and it is a trading sector. The trades can last for years. You you might call it long duration trading, but you should never get too comfortable in commodity price driven sectors. They need to be traded on your time frame. Your time frame might be short term, daily, weekly, monthly, but they have long periods of trending down and long periods of trending up, which are fabulous. They're fabulous sectors for timing and for making accelerated gains in short periods of time. But you do have to get the commodity price trend right. The biggest mistake you'll make in resources is putting your faith in BHP in the long term or Rio in the long term or Fortescue in the long term because they could spend three or four years going down and they move a lot. Fabulous trading stocks, terrible stocks if you get them wrong. So despite these short-term sell signals, despite them not being expensive, despite investors not having to concern themselves fundamentally, if the iron ore price starts going down, they're all going to go down and they're going to go down pretty quickly. At this point, there is no reason for us to be selling BHP Rio or Fortescue because we'd only do that, or mineral resources we hold as well, we'd only do that with a view to buying them back lower down. So just be cute. Hence the headline, can we be bothered? Well, you can make your own choice. I've pointed out to you the short-term sell signals. That may be enough for some of you to trade them. But for now, in what we anticipate to be a new bull market with strong drivers for the resources sector next year, we're not going to be selling them. And obviously the market's up today. So we're not selling today. Tomorrow's another day. If we saw another big fall, trends usually end fast at a huge uptrend in the iron ore price. We saw a 3.98% fall. It's up 0.8% overnight. But if we saw another 4% fall tomorrow, we might start saying, yeah, that's the top. So we'll keep reassessing it on a daily basis. But the main message is to investors. There's no need to be selling BHP, Rio and Fortescue because they're expensive, because they're not. Just have a look at the numbers in the strategy piece today. Right, waffle over. Some technical observations. I've already made the observations on sell signals in resources. And there are some other stocks as well with short-term sell signals. Interesting ones were Challenger, Simic, which has had a good rally, Accent Group, AX1, and Retail Food Group. And on the buy signals, 
not that many, but some, Sonic Healthcare, GUD, Transurban. Okay, that's about it. At the top of the strategy piece today, and you'll see in your email today, I have alerted members to our Christmas trading hours. And on Friday this week, we're going on our team tour in the Mornington Peninsula, visiting some wineries at lunchtime on Friday. So Friday morning email will be out as usual. And then we're going on what I call Marcus Light for the rest of Friday and Saturday, which means tables and information only. We will be at the wineries on Friday afternoon, and then we're playing golf at Moona Links on Saturday. I'll put a Marcus weekend email out, but it's only going to be, as I say, tables and information only. But next week, we're back to normal from Monday to Wednesday. The last full newsletter will be on Wednesday. Then from Christmas Eve to January the 11th, we're back to Marcus Light, which means two emails a day, morning tables and end of day tables with basic information. Chris and Ben are working. If there are major events, they'll dive in and add a bit more content. But Marcus Light from January, sorry, December 24 to January 11. And then we're back to normal on January 11. Good. That's about that. As I leave you, SPY futures down 40, our market up 77, having been up 82. Banks all up 1% to 2%. Resources bouncing back. Fortescue up 3.2%. Rio 2%. BHP 2.1%. Gold sector flying along today after the gold price went up $23. Coal sector having a little bit of a recovery as well. And tech doing well after pay up 3.1%. Next DC 4.5%. Still life in the tech stocks yet. And let me not forget travel webjet up 6% today. Flight center 4.6%. Corporate travel 3.7%. So recovery themes working well for us today. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 